Welcome back to Fantasy Hockey Picks and Bets right here on Mayo Media Network. I'm your host, Jake Hahn, taking a look at NHL bets and DraftKings plays for Wednesday, February 2nd. Before we get into the card, though, please remember to like the show and subscribe to Mayo Media Network as well. All right, let's get into these last five games before we hit the all-star break. We can kick our feet up take a few days off from NHL betting, but let's try to hit some winners before we do so. First game on the card, superstar potential here on both sides. It's a really fun matchup, probably game of the night. The Washington Capitals are minus 140 favorites on home ice with Connor McDavid and the boys. The Edmonton Oilers coming into town at plus 120 on the money line. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Oilers had actually turned things around. They'd won four games in a row before losing 3-2 in overtime to Ottawa on Monday. So they go from one nation's capital to the other as they go from Ottawa to Washington, D.C. here. Edmonton has just always been a team to me that can play well against these bottom feeder teams. They can get fat against the bottom teams in the league. And when they go up against top tier deep hockey teams, I think they tend to struggle. And I'm not saying that's why they lost to Ottawa. I don't think Ottawa is even really close to being a deep hockey team, even though I do like them compared to the markets do right now. I just think when Edmonton goes up against stiff competition, specifically on the road, they haven't had a lot of success over the past few seasons or even in the Connor McDavid era. So I don't think that this is necessarily a great matchup for them. I will say Evander Kane has seemed to fit in nicely. He's played two games now with the Oilers, one goal, six shots. He's had three shots in each game. So if you're playing the over two and a half Kane shot prop, that seems to be sort of where he's sitting right now. So good early signs. For, for Kane and the Oilers, I still don't think that this is a complete roster that can compete for a Stanley Cup, but I do very much think that they can win this game in Washington at a dog price. The Caps will be in a tough spot for this game. They play Pittsburgh on Tuesday night. They're bitter rivals, so quick turnaround, a little bit of travel involved as well playing in Pittsburgh on Tuesday night. And then they got to come and face Connor McDavid and the boys, not exactly a great spot for the Caps. So this could be your classic letdown spot, depending on what happens on Tuesday. They've also just been really inconsistent recently, winning only two games in regulation in the entire month of January. So the Caps just aren't really going out there and dominating anybody right now. I know they did have a dominant performance. I believe it was Friday against the Dallas Stars when they shut them out. I think some of that had to do with the ceremony beforehand. Sometimes that freezes the home team. And I think that's certainly froze the Dallas Stars in that game and the Caps took full advantage so this isn't a game at the current line that I have a ton of interest in I just think like I said it's a difficult spot for the Caps so I don't want to get behind them at minus 140 I think if I were to play any side here it would just be to take the plus money with the Oilers knowing this is their last game before the All-Star break they obviously want to head in with some good vibes and they have been playing better I'm still not too high on the Oilers but I think I've seen some improvements in their game. So if I had to play something would probably be the Oilers at plus 120. You could look to the shot prop department here. Dry sidle over three and a half has been a good play. The last few games, he seems to be going over that number. I mentioned Evander Kane, three shots in his last couple of games. If you want to look on the Washington side of things, Evgeny Kuznetsov has actually been shooting quite a bit. He usually sits at two and a half for his shot prop. If you feel like paying up for Ovi, he always sits at four and a half. Sometimes you can get plus money on the over there. If you feel like Ovi can, can, shoot five or six pucks at the net on Wednesday night. Next up on the card, not as exciting of a matchup here, but we'll see if maybe they can prove me wrong. The New York Islanders minus 160 favorites on home ice with the Seattle Kraken coming to town, plus 140 dogs on the road. The over-under is set at five and a half for this game. The Kraken have been playing win one, lose one lately, which has actually been an improvement for them because they were not good early in the season. They're still really struggling to score and create chances, but they have taken a step in the right direction. This will be the second half of a road back-to-back -back as they're in Boston on Tuesday night. So they go in Boston, travel to New York to face the Islanders. 
not exactly an easy back-to-back -back here. Uh, Dreger will get the call on Tuesday. So I believe it will be Philip Grubauer starting this game in goal for the Seattle Kraken. The Isles, on the other hand, they'd actually been gaining some ground in the standings. Like they have a long way to go to even be in the playoff conversation, but they'd been making up some ground. And then they finally played some tough competition and they lost both games. They lost to LA. They lost to Minnesota, two teams I think that are absolutely rolling right now. They were getting fat beating up on the bottom feeders. Let's just be honest here. They beat the Flyers three times in the span of a couple of weeks and they beat a, a couple of other questionable opponents as well. So credit to them for sort of getting on a bit of a roll, but this still does not look like the Islanders team that we've seen the last couple of seasons. We just can't see, haven't seen them go out and dominate teams, even the lesser competition. They haven't really been dominating. They've just been winning close games and they can't seem to beat anybody of quality right now. So it's really difficult to back this team. This will also be the second half of a home back-to-back for the Isles, which I don't think is as bad as the situation that Seattle is dealing with. The Isles play versus the Sens on Tuesday night, also at home. So no travel involved for the Islanders. Uh, it does look like Semyon Varlamov will get the call in this game, in Wednesday night's game, as Ilya Sorokin will start on Tuesday. So like I said, I just don't have a ton of interest in backing the Islanders at minus 160. But like I said, they've been beating these less the lesser competition teams. And in my opinion, Seattle is lesser competition here. So I think the Islanders win this game, but it feels close. It feels low scoring. Not a type of game that I want to lay minus 160 with anybody. So I think if I had to play this one, I'd probably look towards the under. It's under five and a half right now for minus 110. I think it's pretty fair. I mean, you could get killed on a late empty netter if it's 3-2 late and somebody scores to make it 4-2, but that's kind of the, the price you pay for doing business when you're betting totals in the National Hockey League. So I think this is probably more likely to be a 2-1 style of hockey game than it would be a 4-3 or a 5-4 type game. Maybe they prove me wrong and both teams go off here offensively, but I think the under would be the play for me in this game, under five and a half at minus 110. Next up, we've got a team that I mentioned earlier that I think has been playing some great hockey, the LA Kings, minus 145 favorites on the road in Detroit to take on the Red Wings, who are plus 125 home dogs. The over-under is set at six for this game. Like I said, the Kings have looked very good lately. They've actually outshot their opponents in 13 straight hockey games, which is just a crazy number. 3-0-2 over their last five games. So they've picked up points in five games in a row. This is the final game of a six-game road trip for them. So could be a little bit sleepy, but it's the last game before the All-Star break. You think they're just going to leave it all out there and know that they're going to get some time off on the back end of this. They, they're a team, honestly, I have my Kings future tickets already, but I think they're a, a team to keep an eye on heading into the deadline, heading into the playoffs that Pacific side of the bracket still feels very gettable. And I've really liked what I've seen from the Kings. So keep an eye on them. Keep an eye on their prices. I think they're a team that could be heard from come playoff time later in the year. The Wings are coming off a 2-1 overtime win against the Ducks on Monday. They actually haven't won in regulation in their last seven games. They, they really struggled to score and generate a lot in terms of offense consistently. Dylan Larkin has been really, really good this year. Fabry, Bertuzzi, Hironic. These are all guys I think are worth a look in terms of the shot prop department. They They've usually been pretty solid for me for the most part this season. The key, but the, the problem with that, and, and I'd be careful playing all of these guys or even any of these guys, the Kings will probably play with the puck a lot in this game. Like I said earlier, they've outshot their opponents in 13 straight games. So I could see Detroit falling in that 20 to 25 shot range. So I would be careful playing those Red Wing shot props. Um, on Wednesday night. I just think the Kings are the better team here. I think they're absolutely rolling. I think this is a pretty good spot for them. And the Wings just really haven't shown me a lot. They're certainly not going to run away with this game. I actually like the Kings. The minus 145, I believe, is a 
pretty fair price for them. I'd be willing to pay that. But just to get some plus money, Kings minus one and a half at plus 170. I think we'll get at least a few bucks for me on Wednesday night. I just really like the way this Kings team is playing. You could take the, the regulation, but I like the I like the extra plus money on it. I don't mind sweating an empty net or late if the Kings are up one in regulation in that game. So give me the Kings minus one and a half for plus 170 against the Wings. Next up, we've got another road favorite. It's the Minnesota Wild minus 145 favorites in Chicago to take on the Blackhawks who are plus 130 home dogs. The over-under is way up at six and a half for this game. Uh, odds makers starting to get wise to my Minnesota wild that are just a, a absolute gun of a team that goes back and forth and will trade chances with you. These, these are, aren't the Minnesota wilds from a few years ago. I think people are quickly figuring that out. The wild have actually won five games in a row and are eight Oh and one since their loss in the winter classic. They've just been fantastic since they lost that game to St. Louis that, and that only loss that I mentioned eight Oh and one that shootout loss came in Colorado. Nobody wins in Colorado. So that just shows you how impressive the wild have been over their last nine or 10 games, 24 goals scored in their last five games as well. All of their lines are absolutely buzzing right now. Jewel Erickson is back and he's healthy. And that just kind of settles everybody in. It does look like Cam Talbot will make his return from injury and start this game for Minnesota. So we haven't seen Cam Talbot in a little while. It looks like he's going to get the call here in Chicago. The Blackhawks just looked lethargic in their last game against the Canucks. It was a 3-1 home loss on Monday. They've now lost six of their last seven games. And they're another team that just really struggles to score and generate chances with any sort of consistency. It's been a bad year offensively for almost everybody on this team, not named Alex to who's having a great season in terms of putting the puck in the back of the net. Kirby Doc has really struggled as a young player. I was hoping to see take a big step for Chicago this season. They actually played Minnesota twice in the month of January. They lost both games. One uh, was a 5-1 loss on home ice, so they got blown out in Chicago, and they actually took the game to overtime in Minnesota. They lost 4-3 in overtime in Minnesota, so they seem to have more success for some reason on the road in Mini, and they just got the doors blown off them in Chicago here. I think we get closer to doors being blown off the Blackhawks again in this game. The Wild just are are on such a roll right now. I read off all the numbers right there. Clearly a better team offensively than Chicago, better team defensively than Chicago as well. The total's way up at six and a half. So we're expecting some offense in this game. Another game, I don't mind laying the puck line. When I know there's going to be offense, I know there's going to be a lot of variance in terms of goal scoring. I don't mind playing the puck line. I don't like playing the puck line when there's like a total of five or five and a half, because I think those games tend to be tighter, lower scoring, probably settled by one goal. But as we've seen in previous wild results, they can run it up on teams and they beat Montreal like 8-2, I think it was last week. They beat this Blackhawks team 5-1 in Chicago not that long ago as well. They can just blow teams out. So the Minnesota Wild minus one and a half at plus 155 for them to win by a couple goals, I think is the way I'm going to play this one. If you, if you don't want to lay the, the goal and a half, I completely understand taking the money line here with Minnesota. But I think they go into Chicago and they get things done on Wednesday night. Last game on the card, the biggest favorite on the card as well. The Calgary Flames are minus 285 favorites in Arizona to take on the Desert Dogs, who are certainly dogs in this game, plus 240 on home ice. The over-under is set at six for this game. The Flames have really cranked it back up after a bit of a lull and some some COVID issues shut them down in December, and then they went on a bit of a lull in January because they went on that crazy Eastern Conference road trip where you play Carolina and Tampa and Florida everybody gets killed on that road trip. So the Flames have recovered from that. They've actually won four of their last six games now, and some of them just in totally dominant fashion. They looked closer to that Flames team that we saw the first month or so of the season that was just dominating teams. They play in Dallas on Tuesday night. So this will be the second half 
of a road back-to-back for them. I'm not sure who's getting the call in that game against Dallas between the pipes, but I would expect Markstrom and Dan Vladar to split the start. So whoever gets the call Tuesday, I would assume that the other will go in this game for Calgary. As for the Yotes, they'll also be playing the second half of a back-to-back in this game. They're in Colorado on Tuesday night. I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that's probably not going to go well for the Yotes on Tuesday, but Hey, maybe you're listening to this right now and you're thinking, Hey, the Yotes won that game. Good, good, good for the Yotes. If they did win that game, the offense had a, an uptick for a bit, but it's back to just being so stale again. It's, it's difficult to watch this team. Sometimes it feels like Clayton Keller is the only one out there trying to do something. Lawson Krause has had his moments throughout the course of the season as well. It looks like Vimelka will start this game as Scott Wedgwood will be thrown to the Wolves on Tuesday against the Colorado Avalanche. So best of luck to Scott Wedgwood and Vimelka has stolen some games. I mean, he's been inconsistent this year, but he's shown potential to steal games. And uh, I think that's what would scare me the most about backing Calgary at minus 285. And I won't be playing this game. I, I don't want to, I don't want to end my NHL betting going into the all-star break betting on the Yotes plus 240. I really don't. So I think this is just going to be a pass game for me. I completely understand if you want to throw the flames in parlays, even bet them on the puck line or in regulation. I do think they take care of business here, but this is just, I don't see a lot of value in this game. Maybe you want to play the under six and hope Vamelka can get hot. Uh, maybe you see like a four, one, three, one type of game. I, I could certainly see that being the result here. So under six would be the lean, but this is a game I don't have a ton of interest in on Wednesday night. Now we, we got to get to the DraftKings plays and five game slate. So I think we can really narrow it down and zero in on some things that we like on Wednesday. Edmonton, Washington, looking at that game, that's where the three most expensive players lie. Connor McDavid, Leon Dreisaitl, Alex Ovechkin. I think it could be a good strategy to fade all of them. Hope that that's a low scoring game where those guys aren't in on the offense a lot and it could allow you to build a bit more of a balanced lineup. So looking at plays where you could build a, more of a balanced lineup, Seattle and the Islanders just seems like a game, very little offense. I mentioned earlier, I do like the under in that game. Uh, so goalies could possibly the move, be the move here, depending on who's starting. You could give a look to Brock Nelson, Anders Lee, or Matt Barzell, but it's always so difficult to predict who's going to score for the Islanders. They're such a committee approach type team. And they might only score two or three goals in this game anyway. So not a game I think I'm rushing to, to get players into my DraftKings lineup. I will target the Kings, though, in Detroit. I think there's some very fair prices for LA Kings players here. Adrian Kempe is only $4,300. Alex I follows a flat 5,000 on Jay Kopitar 6,200 drew Dowdy's 5,400. I think those are all good prices. You could maybe pick two of those guys, three of those guys and hope that the Kings score four or five in Detroit. I, I think that that's very feasible. Also, I like to pay up for Minnesota. I mentioned earlier that I do like them to go into Chicago and win, score some goals. So if you want to make Kirill Kaprizov your, your sort of top player to build around, I think you could do that. He's $8,000. But if you want to go further down the board, guys like Jewel Erickson Eck, Ryan Hartman, Matt Zuccarello could be usable. Matt Boldy is a really interesting name to keep an eye on. $3,600, cheaper option, young player. Looks like he's here to stay with the Minnesota Wild. So Matt Boldy, I think, could be a really nice, cheap piece to throw in your lineup. Calgary, Arizona, the Flames will obviously be a popular stack as anyone is facing the Yotes. So be careful with ownership if you are playing in, in a tournament style. Um, but looks, but lots, lots to like here with Johnny Gaudreau, Matt Kachuk has expensive pieces. You could target the second line though. And I think that's probably where I would rather go here for the Flames, targeting guys like Mangiapane, Coleman, Backlund, who's actually been quite good for the Flames recently. All those guys are between $3,600 and $4,100 on Wednesday night. That's going to be it for me today. Remember to like the show and share it around if you can. You can check me out on Twitter at jhan 4 As always, good luck with your bets and your lineups, and I'll catch you all next week. Awesome.